0: Hey, everybody. Just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILFmovies. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers, like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, Basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With the one last splat holes a gratuitous movie. It's time to get busy With your friend Stephen Fern Champion is a veteran casting director of numerous wide-ranging and eclectic feature films and television series. Her professional journey began in New York casting Saturday Night Fever, and she also cast movies such as the Naked Gun series, the Police Academy films, Pet Cemetery, Mortal Kombat, and the Friday the 13th films. While casting The Mask, uh, she discovered superstar Cameron Diaz, and other discoveries include such diverse talents as Mickey Rourke, Danny Glover, Kim Cattrall, Kelly Preston, and Sharon Stone. Uh, during the 90s, her focus shifted to series working with Aaron Spelling for six years on such series as Beverly Hills 90210, Full House, The Highlander, and Babylon 5. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Champion was kind enough to join us on everything I learned from movies. Hi. Hello Fern, how are you doing?
1: Hi. Good. <laughs> how are you?
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm, of course I'm Steve, uh, but I'm here with my wife Izzy.
1: Hello. Hi Izzy. Hi, I'm Fern.
2: Hi Fern. Thank you <laughs> Look, so much for you taking knew that. Thank you for taking time out of your day to, to talk to us.
1: No, you're just taking time away from me carving a pumpkin this evening, so it's all good.
0: Oh, oh no. well, we, we can make it quit. <laughs> God, no, don't be silly.
1: There's plenty of pumpkins.
0: All right, excellent. Well, I guess happy Halloween since that's coming up, of course. <laughs> there you
1: go. Thank you very much,
0: and to you. Yeah, and uh, of course you're a world-renowned casting director, uh, but before we get into that, um, would you mind just telling us like, kind of where you grew up and uh, how you kind of got into the business? Sure. Um, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York,
1: um, and um, I grew up on the um, Upper West Side, and dad owned a supper club on the East Side. I did marry a producer at a very young age, and um, he introduced me to the film business, and always wanting to be an actress, but never getting hired. Um, I didn't know how to reject the rejection, and it really... really when you, when you see actors audition it it is a sense of rejection when you don't get it you're not supposed to take it personally i did yeah. but then i decided i could really serve everybody much better if i passed judgment so i came <laughs> on the other side right
0: yeah absolutely And i, you, I think you... i
1: made the right choice i really do um and i and i love it and i understand the actor and um and I enjoy them in spite of themselves because I'm one of them. I get it.
0: <laughs> Excellent. And, and
1: so um, I enjoy.
0: And when you're uh, growing up, were like uh, like high school productions or like going to college and stuff too, or?
1: Stephen, you're talking to Fern. I was always the lead. Let's start there. I was <laughs> always the lead in the camp production. I mean, so the frustrated actress. And your dad owned a supper club, so he let you sing there. As silly as that sounded. And then, you know, it's just, um, it's in my blood. Mom was a model. My brother was a, new, a big uh, news commentator on Channel 5 in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really grew up, I grew up with the theater. We, we weren't big TV folks, you know, in the 60s and what have you. Mom would take us to theater. And uh, that is still a love of mine because it was right there. Everything was just alive. But um, I did this little movie um, during the covered wagon days called Saturday Night Fever. And um, Robert Stigwood decided that I should come to California and do another little small movie called Sgt. Pepper. (laughs) I did. And I I came out here and was accepted very quickly because it was a big movie. And I never went home. Nice. I'm New York is still my home. I'm a city rat. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Do you like go back to New York all the time, or are you just, like in? Ah,
1: of course, yeah, of so. course. You have to, especially if you grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah, you it, know, it's a, it's that saying: you can take the girl out of Brooklyn, but you can't take Brooklyn out of the girl. And don't try. Is your
0: family still there in Brooklyn, or are they kind of spread out? They're all over. You know,
1: people are in West Palm Beach, so God forbid they should be cold in the winter and (laughs) somewhere out in the Hamptons. But, yeah, um, family is still in Williamsburg and all that stuff. But my sons are here. My sons are in the industry. And so um, we try to go back when one of us has a gig. You know, so, okay, come on, everybody, let's go to New York. So we do that. The best of both worlds. So oh, good. We all just got back, as a matter of fact. My um, oh. one son works over at Amblin, and uh, they were doing something in New York, so we all decided to get the last couple of great fall days before New York got really cold.
0: Excellent. Well, so what
1: can I tell you? What can I tell everybody that listened to the two of you?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, I, I guess first off, well, okay, starting off with Saturday Night Fever. Uh, what, what was that experience like? working on that set are
1: you kidding you have no idea well of course you don't you weren't there no no i was not But yeah. um, when you're recording first of all john is a buddy um john's true i didn't mean to be rude by saying it like that <laughs> but um we were shooting in brooklyn and um we all had to learn how to dance and we all had to not had to we all listened to the bg's music before the movie came out which is a little piece of trivia because people say it's amazing that the Bee Gees never won for Best Soundtrack. And what happened is they wrote the music when it was based on a New York, the New Yorker magazine. It was an article. So it, it, they didn't write it for a movie. They, took, they made songs up from this magazine article, which win. is why they didn't win. Huh. Yeah. But I had the luxury, as did my whole cast, by re- listening to them singing it while we shot, you know, so we did all the music and it was already done. So it was pretty great, you know, and and the dancing and and just the cast and I can't say enough. And I was very, very fortunate and it was was a lot of fun. And um, we shot one night at White Castle and my folks lived around there. So I knocked on my mom's door at about two in the morning with all the guys. And we had Wife Castle hamburgers with my mom and dad. Nice. <laughs> so you know, it's all this fun stuff that you just never forget. Yeah, sounds. But amazing. the movie was incredible. It was truly an incredible experience.
0: Nice. And did you have a feeling like it was going to be this this huge phenomenon when you were making it? Or, or yes. Yeah, I, I figured. <laughs>
1: you know, the, you, you look at your resume and you go, okay, which ones? do I believe I knew would would be huge and great. I knew that the mask was going to be big. You know? Yeah. I, I, you know I knew that Hatfields and McCoys was going to be big. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, and I knew that Texas Rising was going to be big. You know, so I, I knew that surviving Compton. you just know certain as you're, it's not as if I stand on the set but you can just feel the energy. Because I'm usually the first one in, the casting person. Yeah. You know, with the director. And that's pretty great, because everybody's fresh and alive, and and then you start to watch dailies, and if that magic still stays, I think you know you have something pretty terrific. I do, anyway.
0: Excellent. Well, and, and on, on that note, um, so as the casting director, you're one of the one of the first people like on a project right maybe even like director and then you or, or yeah. like or how, how does that whole process work exactly I, I'm, I'm only guessing I'm not really into industry
1: so. well you know it, it does vary which is part of the reason why I love our industry because nothing is ever the same
0: yeah
1: um sometimes I can be brought on by a producer a network a studio um a director so it it does You know, very. On Hatfields, I was brought on by Leslie Greif, who was the producer and and had this story that he brought to A&E. And, of course, he got it to Kevin uh, Costner. And the rest was, you know, (laughs) to to say, as Kevin says in one of his movies, build it and they will come. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened. You know, I had Kevin Costner on television. Are you right. kidding? Right. <laughs> and they're okay. Quite a cast. Quite yes. a crew. Quite a miniseries. So it, it it varies. But you want to be friends with your director. Of course. Of course, yeah. Because that vision you need to share. I think, right?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and then, uh, let's say Catfields and McCoys, for example, so you, Costner's, you know, definitely on, I think he was, like, producer and stuff with that as well but when you're, yeah. like, uh, casting for, like, and you have people like Bill Paxton and Tom Berenger and Powers Booth and, I'm assuming, dozens, maybe hundreds of others auditioning, yeah. like, like yeah. how how do you, like, whittle it down? Like, I don't know if it's like, oh, Bill Paxton wants to be in this thing? Okay, he's in, but I have to try. and
1: <laughs> You're absolutely right. You know, you have to be telling agents, no, that's okay, he doesn't have to come in. And these are very reputable actors. No, 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 that's okay, he doesn't have to, oh, he wants to come in. Okay, well, uh, I'll get to <laughs> Everyone wanted to. First of all, you had Kevin Reynolds directing it. Yeah. So every actor between Casey and K.R., between Reynolds and, and Costa, everybody wanted to be part of this. Because it was such a listen, boys like cowboys. Boys Absolutely. like you know, it's 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 the it's the Rough Rider Days, it's 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 Hatfields and McCoys, what a story.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you bring on, you know, Matt Barr and and know Fisher. I mean, they had tremendous and you, you even mentioned some of the, the actors as well. You don't have to struggle. And I must say certain casting people have it lucky when they come up with gold. You don't have to really be pulling favors all over the place. We do a lot of independent films and they're, they're difficult. So you need to get to the managers that you trust and try to get a comedian to do a dramatic role, which is always what I run to do. You know, let's take a comedian and put him in a dramatic. Because it's been proven. It works.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you've worked on like uh, a lot of you know fairly big budget movies, obviously with like uh, everything from like you know the Police Academy series, to Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. uh, Highlander Two, uh, the Mask that you mentioned earlier, Mortal Kombat. But you've also done a lot of smaller projects. What's the the main difference between the the bigger ones and the smaller ones? Do you have a, a preference, or is there like like a new uh, I don't know, a new adventure when it's a, a, a tighter budget, I guess? I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, well of, course you, of course you do know. You know that it's much more challenging um, with a smaller budget. Um, it, it's sometimes almost impossible because, the, you know, people like to earn finance, and sometimes you have a brand new writer. One that you believe him, and, and I must, nothing against my agents, never against my agents. but many times I will call my managers and say, he's never, she's never done anything like this. Please take a look at him. Um, by the way, you're not going to retire on the amount of money that he will be making. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know <yeah>. this. <laughs> but it's going to be magic. It's going to be tremendous. You know, we're working on one now. um, It's a tough script. And uh, many people are reading it going, there's no way. My client will never do this. And then there are the others that go, wow, this is really a challenge. This would be great for, you know, and names that I go, oh, yeah, I thought of that too. (laughs) 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 That's great. So you really like the camaraderie and the crapshoot see these little Yeah. (laughs) You know, right time, right place. That's what it's all about. So that's why I say to many of my actors, never turn down going to meet a casting person. Don't do that. Go in and meet. Go in and read with them. Yeah,
0: At the very least, just for the networking and the contacts and stuff, right?
1: (laughs) That's correct. I agree. 100%. And you never know, someone's about to come in and I may have more than one project and go, ah, you're not right, but you know something? What about, and all of a sudden he's in another show, she is in another show. You just have to be out there. Like everything else in life, it's a people. You have to know people. You have to give people the benefit. Driving in cars is not our benefit here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes I You very, know, if
1: you want to talk about New York again That energy is just done by walking the streets And, you know, seeing people in the melting pot And all that stuff As opposed to really sitting in your car And singing out loud And really disliking the person in front of you And loathing the 405 And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's that stuff it's,
0: You know yeah, yeah, definitely no, different energies. Different. Yeah, and and so I, I was looking over your MDB, and you've cast for hundreds of movies and shows, but it, it's just kind of amazing where it's like you're you're casting for like an entire show one once a month, maybe like like on average, it's uh, it seems like you do about eight to ten a year. Is that is that correct? Like like how's the how's the turnaround process on stuff like that? Are you always doing like two or three at a time or?
1: Well, you know something, I, I've always been a maverick. In other words, I've never chosen to head a studio or work at a network because in the 90s I was bringing my sons up, and, you know, late 90s. And I wanted to be there. So there was no reason for me to ever want to close up shop at a, at a network or a studio. So my thing was always feast and famine. I would prefer not to work in the summer, and we go down to Balboa Island, and and then I go, okay, school's back in. What am I going to do? So it's always been a challenge for me. So I keep that actor mentality of, oh my gosh, I'm never going to work in this town again. <laughs> but again, I guess I've been lucky, and I'm I'm okay. I'm pretty good at what I do.
0: I mean, the work shows for itself I mean, I, I, like a look over the list here There's some of my favorite movies of all time Like Mortal Kombat and uh, the Naked Gun series I I, I watch I, I watch those every couple of months
1: Those are definitely I some of my
2: favorite movies
0: of all time yeah.
1: But Izzy, let's be honest You aren't a Mortal Kombat person I are know you that kidding? when Mortal Kombat When my sons were playing this game And I would go Okay, I'm doing this movie. Why? Okay, Spencer and Sean. Yeah, okay. So before I went in, and and Stephen, you'll appreciate it, I I sat the boys down and I said, Okay, tell me who these characters are. And they, they went through it that when I met with New Line, I had it down. And I basically said, Please do not cheat the youth in the audience that will be watching you know, Katana and Cage and Liu Kang and don't do, play it real, play it honest, play it to the character. And I got the job and I, I said to Spencer and Sean, I said, okay, you got me a gig, come on <laughs> to the set, you know? So they grew up on that set. Listen, they grew up on the set of The Mask. Oh, man. They loved Cameron. Cameron was my son Spencer's bar date. Oh. I mean, I've been very, yeah. Pretty good, right? Yeah, real good. That one on. Not bad at all. <laughs> right? So, I mean, you have to, for me, and I would say for most everyone, family is real. Um, what we do, it's a job. And you have to decipher and decide what you want to accomplish in life. I knew I only wanted to do things that I, I really enjoyed. So nice. that's, I've been very fortunate. You know, there have been
0: ups and downs, but you take the good with the bad. Yeah. I'm entertained every day. How can that be bad? Yeah, good point. Good point.
1: Right? <laughs> nice. Very profound on champion's part. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like usually we save the nuggets for like that, like that at the end, but now. <laughs> oh, no, I can say it again. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, yeah, I'm lucky. Excellent. And, and you said uh, you have a couple projects going on now, one of which is the uh, Greenhouse Academy on Netflix, right? Uh, season. Oh,
1: yes. Well, it's our third season. Um, we cast the. Uh, initially, and first of all, it shoots in Israel. Oh. And um, that's quite a brass ring to talk to actors about. You're not sending them, and no offense to anyone that lives or is Canadian. You're not sending someone to Canada in January. You are sending them to Israel. I mean, it's it's, one, it's a once in your lifetime. Yeah. And it's pretty special. So this, you know, show, it was not easy because you really, it's far away. And there was a time when we first started doing the first episode. There were some things going on in this little Place called Israel that people were concerned about going. Oh, really? So you, know (laughs) Just you know, I don't know if you saw it. You know, it's just this little thing that they had going on. I've I've seen a few things on the the news, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, so that was difficult. But at this point, and as I said, we're shooting our third season. That's quite. um, That's quite. a compliment to my partner Sharon, to myself, to hire actors with producers and directors in Israel, Skyping and directing from Israel auditions. Hmm. How cool is that? That That's really cool. You know, and it's not just a Skype call. It was literally, there was green screen and we went to a studio and, and they could see the director on the monitor. And the director could see Israel to California. And this was something. And again, I'm going, wow, this is really cool. So I was just as excited. And then you see the actors that are chosen. And I'm thrilled. And they just left. They they left two weeks ago. And, and we get these little emails from them. They're having a ball. These actors are, you know, 18, 19, 21, 23, why not? They're in Israel.
0: Yeah.
1: How special.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's incredible. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I helped anything about the, the process, but I must say, being directed from a little monitor with someone in Israel, these actors really had to, you know, pay attention. <laughs> no. yeah. You didn't have someone in the room. We were just sitting there going. It was like we were at a tennis match. The director to the actor, back and forth. Pretty special, unique.
0: Yeah, with the like, it e- even a slight time delay of like a second or two, because you know it's only ten thousand miles away or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'd right. be an incredible experience. Wow.
1: Yes. So you know that's what you know. I enjoy when you challenge that way. Um, you asked me before, and I don't know if I really answered it. Do I prefer a bigger budget as opposed to a small little indie?
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, it depends, but I'd have to, you know, be crazy not to say, yeah, I like them financial. <laughs> when it's pretty, you know, substantial. Yeah, as opposed to saying, no, I don't like it when there's no money. I don't, I'm, yeah. it's,
0: it's too easy when but, there's um, money involved. <laughs> yeah, it's too easy when there's money. I like it. I feel like it's so
1: much more when there's no money. Hmm. Um, but they're all challenging. Listen, it's, it's a people business. You're going to meet people that you really don't love. you got to get past it. You know, you're going to meet directors that won't be giving direction during the audition. You need to get past some of that. Oh. I need to make sure my directors are comfortable, but my actors are even more comfortable.
0: Nice. Well, in in you mentioned, uh, of course, uh, greenhouse academy filming in Israel, but uh, some of the earlier movies were with uh, Canon Canon Films, uh, kind of based out of Israel mm-hmm. in L.A. There. Shrimp with, and yeah. <laughs> how,
1: <laughs> no, come on. I mean, if you were gonna learn how to breakdance, don't you think you would? Ha- I, would you want to know me?
0: Absolutely. I mean,
1: take me to Venice so we we meet shrimp and shabadoo and I make them stars overnight.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I say, <laughs> how 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 did that all come about? Like w- working with uh, Breakin' and Breakin' Two.
1: <laughs> well, you have to be, you know, footloose and fancy free, free children, obviously, and just. On, let's everybody go to Venice and watch them do this thing called oh, call breakdancing, something like that. It's another challenge. How do I know it's good, break dancing? I don't even know what it is. But I learned very quickly. And all of a sudden you begin to see who can really break dance and who really shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's another thing. I was on I, you know, I was on the cutting edge with this. Yeah. This was a challenge for me. And that's, I think, we all have to be challenged. Because if not, go punch a clock, nine to five grown up jobs.
0: Yeah, makes yeah. sense.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. nice. And so, uh, were, you able, were you able to hold your own with uh, Shabadoo once when, when you learned how to break dance?
1: Stephen, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Come on. Of course. If, if you tell, tell your husband, <laughs> don't be ridiculous, please.
2: Oh, I tried, <laughs> but I know who I married.
0: Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I was talking to Fern Champion, who was a uh, part of Saturday Night Fever. I figured it was just a smooth transition.
2: <laughs> She's saying, "Don't be ridiculous." And why would you even doubt her? Spirit? Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah went right from the streets of Venice to you know John Travolta and, and Saturday Night. F- oh yeah. But um, it's funny because there used to be a very, very popular um, song and dance—well, dance couple. And it was, their names were Marge and Gower Champion. And I remember going to the theater with my mom and then Gower Champion became a, um, he directed Pippin. You know, he was a prominent director as well. And um, of course, everybody, when they knew I was doing various dance per se movies, they just took it for granted that I was related to Gower Champion because it would make sense. Not at all, didn't even know the man you know, but you do it, you do it all for entertainment. Yeah, that's what
0: it's all about, <laughs> I think. I'll say with the, uh, you also worked with like TV series in the '90s, like Beverly Hills, Nine Hundred Two One Zero, and Full House, and uh, Babylon Five. Um, How is it different uh, casting for a television show as opposed to a movie, or is it more steady? Um, I don't know. <laughs> from my
1: POV, right, from my point of view. Obviously. Um, I think there's something uh, to be said in the nineties about television and now, because when in the nineties, children, youth were staying home and watching television and adults were going to the movies. Now in 2018, the youth is going to the movies and the adults are staying home. Hence, the Marvel comic books and all the comic book camp—that's what's in the movies now. Yeah. So when you yeah. ask, was it easier? Um, no. Casting television was very fast because you you had a show every five to seven days, and it wasn't as if you had these prominent casts. You know, you were really searching sometimes. So. That's changed. Uh, everybody wanted to do movies. Now that's changed. Yeah. Actors realized, wow, I could be home by 5 o'clock. <laughs> you know? I don't have to go on location. Well, excuse me, could you sign me up for that TV show? And I don't have to do 13 episodes. I'm going to do what they call uh, limited up. series. That means 10 shows and I'm out? Yeah. Come on. Yes, things have changed, but I enjoy them both. It's a lot of personalities. You have to be politically correct on those fronts. And you know, I'm a Brooklyn kid. Sometimes I'm a little politically incorrect. <laughs> but um, I don't know. They keep me for some reason.
0: You <laughs> must, uh, must be really good.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I enjoy it. I do. I like my actors and many people on the other side see that and I, I wish
0: all casting people could say that i'm not sure if that's true that all enjoy their actors i do excellent well and of course uh some some of the actors and stuff that uh you know, you know you've discovered like you mentioned cameron diaz earlier but also like mickey Rourke and kim cattrall and danny glover uh how uh how was it just they showed up for an audition one day and blew you away, or was it, like, over time?
1: Um, Cameron, well, Cameron, the story is, is been it's city-wide how that story happened because they wanted rest West and Anna Nicole Smith. Huh. And at that point, I don't know if anyone's making any faces. Nobody can see faces being made, right? But um, <laughs> Anna, she was magnificent she was a guest model so when she first came on the scene uh, she was staggering you know all the all the rest of the stuff that followed was pretty ugly but regardless chuck russell the director wanted her and that was it and the only good thing that came out of it was um naked gun 33 and a third which was the sequel to naked gun
0: the final insult it was yeah. also, I'm, so, uh, the, no, I'm sorry. What happened? sorry. Sorry, naked, naked Gun 33 and 3rd. The, the final insult is, is what I said. Sorry. <laughs> well, of L- course, love that movie, well, too. Of course, it's like
1: Mask <laughs> 2, that was the other thing. So, both shows, which I didn't want to do, they they took Anna Nicole, not took, please take. Anna Nicole went and did Naked Gun 33 and 3rd, and that's where I did my victory dance quietly, but I did it. <laughs> then you have to go on the search. And we looked at every gorgeous model and what have you and to Cameron. And she just had never done it before. And New Line was at its wits end because they really wanted this Jessica Rabbit kind of gal. And Cameron just walked in and she was, she was abroad. This so I said, hi. <laughs> she said, I don't know what I'm doing here, but my agent's in the building. and said, I should come down. And the rest is sort of history. She was remarkable. Mm-hmm and god bless at a certain age she decided to retire
0: yeah yeah
1: so it's all good (laughs) but um mickey rourke hey you know can claim some wonderful people and and then i can look at mickey and know that when i first saw him he was de niro that he he was you had to pay attention to something someone like mickey He really did. So, I mean, so him walking in, he was just, he didn't even know what to say. Your mouth would drop. So, sure, what came on later on, I can't tell you how that happened, but uh, uh, I just put him in another anthology series. So, I mean, it's it's all good. It's all good. Mm -hmm. I enjoy finding my actors.
0: Excellent. Uh, what what uh, anthology series uh, is he a part of?
1: I'm sorry, I didn't hear oh. what you
0: said. Oh, sorry. Uh, what, what anthology series is he a part of?
1: Well, it's, it's, it's going to be done for um, uh, Sunilu, and it's, it's not out yet, but there are four different horror directors, um, and each one have done a little piece, have done a little special, and Mickey plays the projectionist. Mm. and it's very it's a wild character oh. so I mean listen Mickey's changed over the years he's just wild and and certifiable but he works <laughs> 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 you know I don't know if I'm putting him in a comedy but um, we'll see we'll see but it's a challenge Every uh, actors are challenging and I think the industry is challenging don't you?
0: Yeah, can't, mm-hmm. yeah. It seems like certainly seems like it can be. I mean, it, cha- it changes so quickly, and um, obviously working with all different kinds of personalities and everything. I mean, it it sounds like a real juggling act, like a hundred and ten percent of the time. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, uh, yes, absolutely. But it keeps you on your toes, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. I mean, I I've never you know had. A- subject myself to that it's insanity it's total insanity and that's why I really still I enjoy the game of it and when you find fresh new talent it's, it's great and especially nowadays you know it, it had to you had to fly from coast to coast actors did now these self tapes are great I did a series um, called Sun Records which was based on the birth of rock and roll. Yeah. That Roland Joffe, um, Roland and I have worked together for four different um, shows. And um, it was the birth of rock and roll. So I, I found a young Elvis Presley and a young Johnny Cash and a, just Jerry Lee Lewis, just phenomenal. And the music and the rock and roll. But I found two young boys who were twins. And um, one played Jerry Lee Lewis, and the other played um, The Cousin. Oh, God, my head's now going to blank on me. He was not a pastor, but he was church. And we had a set of twins that we got tapes on from London. Didn't see them until they arrived in Memphis. And they were phenomenal. So, you know, come on. What's that about? That's pretty great. Yeah. You know, so casting people, it's been a little easier for us and a lot easier for actors that don't live in whether or not it's New York or Atlanta or California that they can send self-tapes in. A set of twins from London end up to be two of my leads. I'm not saying it happens all the time, but pretty special. Jimmy Mm -hmm. Swagger. That was Jerry Lee oh, Lewis. Yes, yes,
0: that's the guy. Okay. Nice.
1: And one of the twins was a brunette. They made his hair brown, and the other one was Jerry Lee Lewis. So, you know, all, and we go back to it's luck. Right time, right place.
0: Yeah. Has, uh, has technology helped make, uh, make things a little easier to find that luck? Is that what you're saying, essentially?
1: <laughs> 100%. And it opens up so much more, because during the day, you can just see so many in person, and yet, if you have all these self-tapes, you can just sit down, and truthfully, you can fast-forward if someone's not good, and you can and you can also, you know, say, okay, um, let me give you an adjustment, and you call, and you talk to the person, and they're someplace in Michigan, they re-tape, and they get a part. So, of course, it's opened it up so much more. You know, studios don't have to foot the bill of flying people in until they get down, you know, to the finals, per se. I
0: I bet they love they don't have to pay for that part of it.
1: (laughs) Of course. Of course. It's an enormous savings. You know, so it's helpful for everyone on, on every side. Studio, director, actor, casting. So, of course, and, and and now with the various cities, Atlanta being a booming place to shoot, oh, yeah. of course you know, have Canada. So, um, yeah, it would be nice if they shot some more here, but, um, you know, it's all a crapshoot.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe the taxes will be adjusted again. Uh, who, who knows? <laughs>
1: you don't know. You yeah. just don't know. Nice. You know, but um, I'll still be around. You too? Yeah, I'll, I'll be around. Over here. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you
0: go. we're we're, we're up in the uh, the Bay Area, so you know we're, we're, we we know the the California struggle sometimes with the the movie industry, but <laughs> oh, I yeah. bet.
1: Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I do.
0: I do. Yeah, but, uh, so, what
1: else can we help your your audience
0: out with? Well, uh, well what other uh, projects do you have going on? We mentioned uh, Greenhouse Academy, Because Mother's some others in the works?
1: Well, right now I'm currently casting. It's um, it's a remake. It is Pride and Prejudice, Ooh. and it uh, it's all in Atlanta, and I have a spectacular cast, and it's um, it's a it's a soulful cast. I've got Reginald Phil Johnson. I've got Jack Kay. I mean, Ooh. we went a whole different... I, I don't have Kira Knightley. I don't have that. But I have <laughs> Tiffany Hines. I mean, I have uh, Tim and Durell from Queen Sugar. Uh, you know, I have Juan Antonio. I've got a cast. You know, it's, it's pretty special. And um, they're all flying in as we speak. Um, I've got uh, Keith Knight, Pullman. Keisha's in it. Oh. And uh, so just fun. It's like a rom-com. And that's my pride and prejudice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, it's still pre-production, like uh, it hasn't started filming or anything yet? Excellent.
1: Excellent. No, as a matter of fact, um, I do a lot of work for Lifetime. And um, so, yes, we're still in the process of... uh, They started their table reads. They won't shoot for another 10 days. There's still some uh, supporting characters that we're going to be casting but um, you know it's, it's nice to be able to have a show like this on Lifetime because I don't know I, they look at me and they give me the stories like Jody Arias you know <laughs> yeah. and they give me uh, Slender Man <laughs> with yeah. two little girls hurt their other little friend in the woods of Wisconsin yeah. these true stories but nobody lives happily ever after and, you know, so it's, it's every once in a while after I finish a Lifetime movie, I feel like I have to do a show with children just to get back into the world again, yeah. you know, but um, this one is fun. This one is just a romantic comedy and, and that's good. And, you know, so we'll see. So it's exciting. So we've got that going. And I think I was telling you, I do have this, uh, it's it's a tough independent film, but I'm getting some remarkable suggestions, and it's basically a two-character piece, and it takes place in Canada, and it's it's not a a warm and fuzzy kind of movie, but it's, it's challenging, it's dark, it's beautifully written by a man by the name of Keith Samples, who's a prominent producer and writer. He's also directing it, so that's exciting. So, yeah, I mean... I got my hands
0: just all over the place. <laughs> Excellent, it's good to right. keep busy. And are, are there any like I, I, I don't even know how this work, Are there like any dream projects or like even like little side projects you're thinking about starting up? Or um,
1: dream? Well, you know, gosh, be careful what you wish for, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. So,
1: you know, you never know. I, you know, I, I wish we have a great Christmas. Um, I know every once in a while I'll get a wonderful show that'll be shooting around Thanksgiving, which sometimes gets in the way with that holiday in me. So I don't like to wish too hard during these times. Let me just have a happy holiday yeah. with family. You know, That's always I need the it, dream. I need <laughs> just a minute. They, they are my pride.
0: And and I'm sorry, I, you might mention how old are they now?
1: They're too old. they they, they look like they're adults they look like they're coming into their 30s Uh. but they're not they're not it's a fib (laughs) it really is they no no Spencer and Sean will challenge me forever but again I think one of these days I'll be working for both of them not one of these days sooner than later yes yeah as I said they're both in the industry now and they, they 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 learned a lot of the game growing up with yeah that would be me and uh, so they they got the tricks of the trade down so I'm proud of them but and we all get along
0: oh yeah that's always that's always the best part even if they were in the industry yeah. you know <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah no you have to get along and get along with their ladies that's more important
0: that's true
1: yes 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 <laughs> definitely so tell me what else can i say
0: yeah well uh, of course the name of our podcast is everything i learned from movies um and you, it, you've kind of been giving us these nuggets throughout the episode but if there were uh, any lessons that you'd like to share with our listeners and perhaps you know uh, help them in uh, whatever projects they're doing um it, if you had anything that you learned in your uh, in your career be greatly appreciated
1: are we, are we talking to the other side? Are we talking to the actors? Are we talking to new casting people? Because there's different lessons that I've learned that um, as when I see an actor if, if we're talking about the actors, right? Obviously. Uh, yeah. And no, obvious, okay. So um, I just know that if someone is in front of me and they're up for a lead, and they haven't read the script that I'm doing, I usually see a lot of, co- I go crazy. I think an actor has to do their homework. I think an actor has to Google who the director is and what the director has done. I mean, Wikipedia has become everyone's friend. <laughs> and show business, it's a business. It's just the word show is in front of it. But it's for an actor, they have to do their homework. They have to know who wrote it, and what kind of style their writer is, and the director, and what kind of a director. You have to do that. So when you walk in, you have to be so solid. I'm not going to say grounded because none of us are grounded in this industry, you know. <laughs> but you got to be strong, and you, and no one's allowed to throw you off your mark. You have to be prepared, and you know you don't have to walk in and. And, and shake anyone's hands, because that's so passe. Nobody shakes hands anymore. Wave. <laughs> and, and don't let anybody pull you out of your space. So you need to be prepared. And that, to me, is an old um, way of teaching. And that's a new. You have to be prepared. What is wrong with certain actors? <laughs> oh, I would, and, and the excuses, there are no excuses. If you're not prepared, there's no excuse. Go home. You can't be late. You all know California driving sucks.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we already got enough time wasted in a day. We don't need, to we don't Not, need your no, help. No, but you can't be
1: running in and saying, oh, I'm so sorry I had this other appointment was in the valley. You don't think I care about any other appointment, do you? <laughs> I need you to be on time for my show. Yes. And actors... They're human beings. You can't be throwing them all over town and thinking that they can audition three and four times a day. Actors do themselves a disservice. They should do only what they can. And I think it's two auditions, no more than that a day.
0: Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Well, and hopefully with uh, you know these uh, intercontinental so Skype sessions, you know.
1: <laughs> yes, but you're right. Absolutely. Put it on tape.
0: Yeah,
1: And that's the other thing. If you are putting it on tape, don't do it in your kitchen and your puppy is barking and, you know, <laughs> there's people in the background, phones are ringing. No, that's just wrong. <laughs> get rid of the puppy. <laughs> do it. Quiet. <laughs> well, wait, what'd you say? what did you say? I'm sorry. This I said, get said.
2: rid of the puppy, at least for the interview. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Give the puppy to the neighbor. Could you hold my puppy for like 20 minutes? <laughs> you know, but make sure that you know it's focused and the lighting is good. Again, it's a business. Yeah. Actors are sole proprietors,
0: excellent. and well,
1: I think that's um, a lesson that all actors should, should have down. Take care of your business.
0: Excellent. Well, th- thank you so much for uh, thank you for taking time out of your day and joining us. We really appreciate <laughs> it. And it's been been great oh. hearing your stories.
1: Well, I enjoyed it. It was fun. And thank you both. It's a pleasure meeting your audience as well. And um, I hope if nobody's learned anything but one thing, we're ahead of the game.
0: Excellent. And if we wanted to uh, get in contact with you or anything, are you on social media or anything like that? Or I don't know if you already got oh, too many I'm off, too many am social media <laughs>
1: personally, so I do. Excellent no, I'm, I'm fibbing. I'm, you know, oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, yes, of course I'm on Instagram and stuff like that. And, you know, m- my life sometimes is an open book because basically it's a photo gallery for me.
0: Excellent. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I've been uh, following you for uh, a month or so now. you got some, some great pictures on there. <laughs> so where
1: would we find uh, that? really? uh thanks. Yeah, I have a good time. You know, it, 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 you have to do that. You some look at it as a business uh, you know i mind my own business but have fun excellent and, and again happy halloween everyone Yeah, happy, happy halloween, halloween. <laughs> okay
0: thanks have a good weekend have a good weekend bye bye no. yeah
2: so that was lovely that
0: was absolutely lovely such her. a sweet lady
2: <laughs> i know oh my god such an extensive career we didn't even get that deep into no, it no no we really you guys didn't. look at her imdb page
0: it's like 300 something uh, movies and shows it's, it's ridiculous insane. it's
2: everything you like she's been attached to in one way or another
0: yeah I, I just wrote down the ones I love and I have like 30 on here so <laughs> Steve
2: what was her social media
0: oh she's at the fern champion oh, I'm sorry the fern champ on instagram
2: the fern champ yeah see
0: great pictures here
2: excellent oh yeah she lives a pretty good life
0: pictures yeah
2: yeah guys if you just want to see like what like living the good life in los angeles is follow fern champion and it looks like a little bit of new york there too
0: yeah fantastic and of course we have our own little uh, casting experiment, uh, the Castaway game show. game show that we do. Yeah, um, do you think you can outcast Fern? <laughs> Find out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Play along at
0: home. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, check check out Fern yeah, Champion. Uh, check out Greenhouse Academy. Uh, sounds like Pride and Prejudice Atlanta is coming out uh, yeah. probably probably next year, realistically, but. Yeah, keep an eye out on that. Sounds great.
2: Yeah, both of those sound really, really fascinating. I'm into it. And then also, if you wanted to find us,
0: where would we find us, Steve? Oh, well, we would find us at home. But uh, you can find us on uh, pretty much any podcatcher under Everything I Learned From Movies. uh, And our home base is eilfm.podbean.com. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff at eilfmovies. That's Everything I Learned From Movies. And, sweetie, if I'm looking for... Some stocking stuffers for this holiday season.
2: Ooh, We're or like some wait. sort of gifts or yes, something?
0: Yes, exactly what uh, I'm looking for. Guys,
2: I'm going to get preachy here. Shop small. get out out of those big box stores those poor employees don't want to be there they don't want to help you, they want to go home and eat, they don't do Black Friday, it's awful it's called Black Friday because stores make money off of you, go shop on Etsy support a small vendor, go to a small market if you'd like to support this small small vendor, this sole proprietor you can find me at untidyvenus.etsy.com that's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com you can also check out my Instagram at untidyvenus, I'm constantly showing off the new stuff i'm putting in the shop i got lots of doodles and stuff going but like really guys you don't need like five dollar sweaters from target if you want to spend five dollars you can get like i do five dollar miniature original paintings you can ask me to do it they're in my etsy shop and you know what you can they make little tiny frames they're super cheap because they're for baseball cards i do them trading card size specifically for that you can give somebody like a tiny painting
0: Yep, a real legitimate painting too, not mm-hmm. a copy or a print.
2: Yeah, a tiny little watercolor.
0: Yeah, so yeah, check it out. Until next time, I'm Steve and I'm Izzy, and this is everything, everything I, learned I learned from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, hey, everybody. Oh, that was so much fun.